0: Hey everyone, how are you? I hope you are having a fantastic day. My question for you today is have you ever been rejected from a position or application for the reason that you were overqualified? so here's the thing i was on linkedin a couple weeks ago and someone had posted about how they thought being rejected for a position because they're overqualified is essentially a bunch of crap is what they were getting at and it started this really long frustrated thread of people who have also been in this situation and there were a lot of very, very wrong assumptions. I tried to contribute to the conversation, but my comment was taken very wrong, which I should have known better. Uh, to you know, and get myself involved in people who are upset, especially on the internet. But I thought it would be a really good conversation for us to have because it really is a legitimate reason for me as a recruiter to turn someone down for a position. So I just want to talk about that today. So stay tuned. This is the Career Talk Learn Grow Thrive Podcast. My name is Stephanie Dennis. I'm your host. Around here we talk about pretty much everything career related and I really like to just tell people how it is. So let's get into it. I want to talk about this topic around four main perspectives. The first one being common myths. The second one being candidate concerns. The third is going to talk about HR or hiring manager concerns. And then the fourth section we're going to talk about is things that you can do. Let's get into section number one, common myths. So there are a lot of myths around why people feel that they are rejected because they're overqualified. And the biggest one that people think the real reason is because they're too old. I can tell you that is not at all true like okay so from my perspective i can't speak for every recruiter and every hiring manager i have never rejected someone because they were too old period let alone tell them they're overqualified because i feel like they're they're too old to do the position that's honestly it's complete bullshit And anyone who is masking the real reason of rejecting someone because they're too old with the excuse that they're overqualified, I want to be like crystal clear. That is illegal. (laughs) Like you can't do that. (laughs) It's not okay. Our second common myth that I see a lot and hear a lot is that I was told I was overqualified for the position and that's why I'm being turned down. And now what I think is you won't hire me because I will someday take the hiring manager's job. I think that is a reason people tell themselves that they were rejected because they're overqualified because they don't want to accept the fact that they're overqualified for the position. If you are a strong leader and a good manager, you are looking for people to join your team who can someday take your job because... If you play this scenario out, let's say five years from now, the manager is promoted, they're going to need someone to backfill their job. So who else better than someone who's already on the team? From my experience, this is absolutely not true. Almost all of the hiring managers I've worked for, if they're looking for someone who is either mid to senior level, just typically... Three to ten years, depending on the specific position. Oftentimes, they'll even tell me, "I would love to bring someone into this position who can someday take my job." So I'm, I'm gonna call BS on that one, guys. Sorry, (laughs) it's not true. Which kind of ties really well into uh, myth number three that I hear and see a lot is that the hiring manager or recruiter feels threatened. Not ever once have I felt threatened by a candidate. I'm just gonna be totally honest, like. Never. It is a recruiter's job to find high caliber top talent. So again, I think this is just another lie that candidates are telling themselves because they're out of alignment with what they're applying for. Okay, so let's talk about this from the candidate concern perspective, because I totally understand where candidates are coming from when they start to tell themselves these myths and these lies to justify them getting turned down for the job. Like, I understand. And like, the biggest concern that I hear is income, which directly relates to sometimes desperation. And this is a sensitive topic because Like, I get that people need to support their families, and I fully understand that more often than not, we need income to do that. And as a candidate applying for positions, you really want to make sure you're applying for roles that are going to be a good fit for you. Another concern that I hear and see often from the candidate's perspective pairs really well with concern number one is, again, supporting your family. And candidate concern number three that seems to be the most common is that sometimes candidates are looking for jobs that they are overqualified for because they want to do work that's easier than what they've been doing in the past. And I get that. And we're going to talk about that in section number four and some things that you can do to overcome that. Now I want to get into section three where we're going to talk about the HR or hiring manager concerns. And the first one, and this is probably the biggest, is offering people work that's going to be challenging and exciting for them. Because this leads really well into number two, which is we feel that people are going to leave early, like right away. So often, and I've seen this happen over and over and over again, people have sold me on the idea that they want an easier job. They want to take a step down or back or whatever, however we want to phrase that in their career. And it's typically correlated with a pay decrease. And however which way they frame that for me, I have believed them. And then within three to six months, they're gone because they found another higher paying, more elaborate position. So when I say this, I know there are people out there who do want to make this move in their career and they want to take that step back. I get that. But there are a lot of people who lie about it. And hiring managers and recruiters have been burned by this in the past. And the third hiring manager slash HR concern is position alignment. So oftentimes, even as a recruiter, when I'm going through and reviewing just applications, I see people who are uh, very entry level, like they just graduated and they might have an internship under their belt and they're applying to senior or principal level positions that require eight to 15 years of experience. And it makes me wonder like, why Why would someone do that? Because you're not aligning. You your experience with the positions that you're applying for. So there's an unalignment in the roles, right? And HR and hiring manager concern number four is compensation. So again, kind of going back to number one and number two, if someone's taking a decrease in compensation, the fear is that or the fear or the concern is that as soon as they find something that pays more, they're gone. So, a couple things that if you have been in this situation in the past, or you're currently in this situation where you're hearing that you're being turned down because you're overqualified, a couple things you can do. One is really simple aim higher. It's really straightforward, guys. Like, (laughs) If you're being told you're overqualified for several positions that you're applying for, understand that you can go after bigger or more advanced or higher level type of roles. But, you know, again, whatever which way you want to phrase that, set your sights a little bit higher. Another thing you can do if you are in this situation that we talked about a little bit ago where you are looking at truly wanting to take that step back, like genuinely wanting that, is you really need to be sure that you're explaining that to everyone you talk to. So, for example, you might talk to a recruiter and they might pass you on to the hiring manager and then there might be you know, three or four other people from the team that you meet with, every single person, every conversation, you need to be reiterating why you want to make the move and what's motivating this transition for you. So it's very clear to everyone you're talking to that you're not just looking at getting whatever job you can until you find something better, that this is a strategic decision for you and really making that clear. And the last thing I want to talk about as it relates to being rejected because you're overqualified, I also want to make very clear this is not the same as being underqualified for a position. So let me give you an example of each. If you are overqualified for a position, let's say you have applied to an entry-level position that is looking for one to two years experience and you have 15 to 20 years of experience in that position you're significantly overqualified for the role, right? Like, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Now, underqualified, and I want to make sure that there's a clear distinction here, because the misconception is that people, hiring managers and recruiters, are unable to see someone's potential. And that's not the case. Like, if someone's underqualified, that's, honestly, that's bullshit. That's not true. So, if I have a senior level position and the requirements for the role are Eight to 10 years of experience, or eight plus, let's say eight plus years of experience, because that's typically how most qualifications are worded, and you are the entry level person. So you just graduated college and maybe you have an internship and you're applying for the role, you are not qualified for the position. It doesn't mean you can't get there and someday you can't do that job, or maybe you have enough knowledge to do that job now. However, When I post a job as a recruiter because of the type of organization I work with, legally everyone has to meet the posted qualifications. So if I was to decide or the hiring manager was to decide that they want to consider someone with zero to three years of experience, I would actually have to take that job posting down and reopen it under a new title with new qualifications. Because from the HR perspective, we have to make sure that we're being fair to the people who are applying and ensuring that if we're moving people forward, they've met the basic qualifications of the position. So. This isn't so much of, you know, all these crazy myths that people are talking about of, you know, oh, I'm underqualified, they can't see my potential. It's just, it's not that at all. It's like way, way simpler than that. it's If the qualifications state you need to have X degree and you need to have X years of experience, if you don't have that, you can't be considered. There are some companies that are less strict and There are some companies that are very strict on their qualifications, so it's really going to depend on the type of company and who you're applying for. So I just want to make sure we're all on the same page there because there seems to be a lot of myths and misconceptions when it comes to overqualified versus underqualified and kind of everything that encompasses. So that's what I wanted to talk about today, guys. I hope you found that helpful. Hopefully it makes sense. And if you're in this position, there are definitely a couple things you can do to progress yourself forward in your job search. So just make sure that you're making note of that. I do want to thank you for showing up and taking the time to listen to this podcast. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. You can find the episode description and show notes at the website, which is findingthebestfit.com. And if you haven't already signed up to get on the waitlist for the career course that I'm going to be launching, probably within the next thirty days of the time this episode is released, you definitely want to make sure you're doing that. You can head over to careerdeepdive.com to get on the waitlist. So as we get closer to to launching the course, I'll be sending out information about it, as well as doing a free training to celebrate the launch of the course. So you won't want to miss out on that either. As the website implies, it's going to be a deep dive into your career and everything that has impact on your job and your career and really understanding either where you should go next or if you feel stuck and unhappy why that might be so it's really digging deep so if you are in that position if you are someone who has gone from job to job to job and you're not happy and you don't understand why or you're trying to figure out what might be a good next move for you get on the wait list so you can get more information as we get closer to launch And I also want to give a quick shout out to all of you who have left a rating and a review for the podcast. Thank you so much. I do read them. I love reading them. They bring me so much joy. So I really appreciate it. If you haven't already or if you haven't had the chance or had the time or remembered, if you could do that, I would be super, super grateful. And I'll leave uh, step-by-step instructions on how to do that in the episode description. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Go out there, crush your day and your career and be your badass selves. Bye-bye.